the Sirius XM studios in New York City. This is Busted Open. Your only destination for daily pro wrestling talk in the entire world. From the independent scene to the main event of WrestleMania, no one covers pro wrestling like Busted Open. Eddie Guerrero Hot topics, breaking news, and interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. A show designed for the fan by the fan. Old school. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object meets new school. Busted open. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Live now. Listen, man, we cannot, they always do this. They always give us the intro mm-hmm. with Bully Ray's thing. I don't have an identity. When I'm with Dave, natural born killers. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do a different open today. All right. We're going to do a different open. We're going to open up again, and we're going to play another song. A song that I think you'll like, mm-hmm. and I think... That it'll 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 give us a new open for you and I for busted open today. All right, all right. Here we go. We're gonna start this over one more time. Let's go, Ariel. Boys and girls, welcome into you on Busted Open, the world's strongest man, a world's champion, and not one, not two, but three different sports, and my tag team partner today, the incomparable, the talented, the spiritual, Jonathan, I'm so good. That's what I'm Welcome, talking about. Welcome, Jonathan. What's up, man? I, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great now. That when I hear that theme, man, that's my theme. I mean, just like Shaft had his theme when he walked, that's my theme when I walk down the street. That's my thing, Mark Henry. So I am elated to be in for Ryan McKinnell this morning on a weekend edition of Busted Open, my man. Man, we go. We we got a good one, man. We yes, got sir. a good one. This is this is the low hanging fruit show. Oh, yes. <laughs> because it, the the world of pro wrestling, yeah, it was just amazing this week. And I mean, we're we're gonna open with right now with what we had last night. I was there at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, a building that you were in a lot to see oh, WWE yeah. SmackDown. And I will tell you, Mark, I was telling you before the show that I hadn't been in that building for a WWE show in a while. And it was a little bit of an adjustment for me because when you were roaming in there, the Attitude Era, and even after that, 
there was always a buzz in the building, right? In the you can hear it in the parking lot. You can get it in the concession stand, like, oh, this is gonna be something special. And it just felt a little different in there um, on last night, watching Friday Night SmackDown, where you know you get these matches, and there's you know Chicago's always a respectful crowd, but I didn't feel the buzz until we got to the main event, and then of course the aftermath that would happen with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. But I, I thought that this show was solid, but it wasn't uh, great. And in Chicago, usually, whatever you put together as a show, you want it to be a little bit better than just average. And I thought at times there was some average in there, and there was some pretty good, but not the kind of thing that you usually get in Chicago, say with AEW or the WWE in the past. Well, I, 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 I can't, you know, too much comment on it because I wasn't there. But, mm -hmm. you know, from looking at it, you can see people kind of sitting on their hands uh, I made reference to that with my wife last night. I was like, man, look at the crowd. Mm -hmm. People are just sitting there. And um, I, I feel like sometimes the time uh, is a big factor. You know, you have so much time in between the matches. And, you know, it's a three-hour show. So I think that the people are starting to pace themselves. <laughs> They're trying to save something for the end. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's that's when you have a, a situation like that, you got to break out the kiss cam. Yes, you you got to all right, everybody, show your signs, put your signs. Up. You got to entertain them in between those times, mm -hmm. and you know that's that's something that I feel like was always something that I suggested. But you know what, like uh, I was not somebody that was listened to in that capacity. <laughs> You just put your your stuff in the suggestion box, but they, did they ever open the box? That's the question. The box, look, look it was full. There was paper sticking out of the box. <laughs> the suggestion box was just that. It was a suggestion. Chicago is one of your favorite cities to go to, and I know that you got a lot of memories of that building in the Allstate Arena. Steve Austin says it's his favorite building to wrestle in of all time. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the ceiling, you look at the wood, you, the the sound, uh, it bounces off and comes back to you. You hear like a uh, like an echo. And so you get kind of a double noise. And for that building to not have that fire last night was, it was, it, the, the, the silence must have been deafening to the people in the ring. You, you feel like you're not working hard enough, or uh, whatever that 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 feeling is. I, I I don't I don't I don't really know that, but um, that that was that would suck, man. That would really suck. I mean, so, so you know, matches like the Viking Raiders and Gender and Shanky. I know all four of those guys worked hard, but nobody said anything. I mean, because there's really no story. It's kind of just a match just to see how well Shanky... I think this match was for Shanky more so than anything else, to see how he'd fare. But there was no booze, there was no cheers. And the indifference, If when you are in that ring, Mark, the indifference has got to get at you at some point. It's like, I can't get emotion out of anything out of this. But again, Chicago is a smart crowd. They understand story. They'll root for anything. This goes way back in the day. to shows that Comiskey Park is generational. Uh, so fans come to Chicago, they love the wrestling. But when you get indifference with some matches, um, that's not great. Not no, great at all. It's not. And, 
in Chicago, I look forward to going to Chicago like I did going to the Garden. Mm -hmm. Or I look forward to it like I going to Philly or coming to Texas, to Dallas or Houston. I, I, I really look forward to it. And uh, I was going to do everything in my power to try to outdo every match that was before me. And I don't know if I see that kind of, that, that competition on Raw like that. I, you see it on SmackDown. On SmackDown, man, people are trying to win. They're trying to get over. Uh, they, they, Raw had some really good shows over the last three weeks. There's been no complaint from me. But last night, it, it seemed like it did kind of fall short of uh, what it has been over the last three weeks, which was really good. Yeah. I, I just There's certain matches. I, I'll give you another one. Like I understand why Rich Holland is on this level. I See, I saw him in NXT, and I saw him in NXT UK, and I thought, you know, raw bone kid, you know, that at some point he'll be able to really raw do well. Bone. Raw bone kid, you know, you know, you know, that. you gotta explain raw bone. <laughs> Why do you do that to me, man? You know me, man. I'm old. I'm an old wrestling fan. Was, oh my god! That, as I, that as is I a work, term from 1973. <laughs> raw, raw bone. As I work with my white meat baby face, baby Mark face. Henry. Um, so so he, he's he's a he's athletic. Is that better? Is that more 20? Yeah, there you go. He, he's an there athletic you young man, and he's a raw <laughs> bone kid. That's what he is. A raw bone kid, Mark Henry. I'm just telling you. And he's there with Sheamus, and Sheamus is almost like a second, right? Almost like a manager. He said off the off TV when they, when it was dark, he op opened the mic and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, the next great WWE superstar, Rich Holland." He put him over. That wasn't on TV, I don't think, but that was for the house. And he took on Cesaro, and Cesaro uh, put him over. And Rich Holland is is probably someone for their future. But again, it wasn't a lot of emotion in it. But people watched and they respected it. No one booed. No one cheered. They just watched and said, "Okay," and nodded their head. All right, what's next? Wow, that's man, that's that's got to be really horrible feeling. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I think that uh, I had a match when I first started uh, in Louisville uh, at a at a place called Saint Therese Gym, and I mean, this, this is like a rec center gym at a church, and. They introduced me, and nobody really, they, it was a couple of, mm. and I'm like, what in the hell? I got to the ring, and I'm like, are y'all sleeping? Like, I'm begging y'all to wake up. I was like, if I have to come out and sit in the crowd and show y'all how to do it, and that's what I did. Mm -hmm. I jumped the barricade, and I sat in the front row, and when the... Next person that I was wrestling came down. This guy named Trailer Park Trash. I went, yeah! Woohoo! Trailer Park Trash! <laughs> and then I got back in the ring. And now everybody was reacting to me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to evoke a response from people. You got to do whatever it is you got to do to get them to, 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 to get off their ass. Now, Mark, you know there's a difference. You know there's a difference between house shows and TV. 
You know the difference, right? Yeah, yeah. You, they would, you, they you would be really pissed if I went out in the crowd. Right. If you did that on TV. House shows, you get all the room in the world. You get on the mic and cuss me. You can come right down to ringside and say what you want to say to me. And then that, that's how you get the crowd involved. But do that on TV. See how much TV time that you get. That's the difference, Man, right? you get cut. You're going to be in <laughs> catering. <laughs> that's it, right? It's like, hey, where's, where's Mark Henry? Right. <laughs> just chilling and catering, man. But we had a great night of wrestling on Friday. It was AEW Rampage from the Dallas area and SmackDown from Chicago. We want to get your reaction. Uh, keep that phone number in mind, 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893. Hit us up on Twitter as well, at the Mark Henry at Wrestling TWT, as well as Busted Open Radio. And coming up next, we talk about uh, a culmination of a great story between the tribal chief and Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Oh, man. Paul's got some explaining to do. We talk about it next with Mark Henry, Jonathan Hood, in for Ryan McKinnell. This is the weekend edition of Busted Open. Tribal chief, I'm not protecting Brock Lesnar from you. I'm protecting you from Brock Lesnar. I love you, wise man. And I thank you for your honesty. And I thank you for 40 years of service to my family. And you're fired. Damn. It's, 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 getting fired is even worse when somebody does it with love and reverence. Yeah, that's right. I would rather you get mad and go, you know what? You're not doing your job. You suck. You have been late. You've done all of it. And you know what? Damn it. You're out of here. You're fired. <laughs> okay, good. But don't give me that you know you're wonderful. And <laughs> thank you for the 40 years of service to our family and the, the, the compassion. And, well, if I didn't do nothing wrong, why the hell am I getting fired, Jonathan Hood? Well, that's why? right. That's right. And that's then how he smooth gets, Roman Reigns Then he cracks is. him. That's right. Then he cracks him. That's right. <laughs> I love it. On a busted open. Uh, with Mark Henry, Jonathan Hood with you. 877-FIGHT-93-877-344-4893. I love that segment. You talk about a pop in the building. No one saw that coming. And boy, that is that not the essence of the business? No one saw that coming. You just knew that when, when Roman Reigns got out of the back of that truck, he says, let's go to my ring and let's talk. Because you could just tell he got fed up. He wanted to get some answers, right? He yeah. wanted answers. But you, did, but you didn't know what was going to happen, though, in that spot. You didn't know how, because this has been strung along and it's been a great story. It's WWE's greatest storyline of Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. And all Roman's wanted is his answers. He got his answers. And that quote, that money shot, I'm protecting you from Brock Lesnar, that popped the building. That popped the building on Friday night. Yeah, yeah and, and, and you need that. You need that. But 
I knew something was awry mm -hmm. when Paul opened the door and Roman got out on the other side. Mm -hmm. And when they got in the ring and he, 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 he looked at him like, tell me, why are you protecting Brock from me? Mm -hmm. He set him up. He set him up. Yep. And Paul didn't go into the babbling Paul. He he basically said, No, I'm, I'm Brock is dangerous. He's a threat. Right. He can hurt you. I'm protecting you from him. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> no. Sorry, wrong answer. No. And and I, I I really did think at that moment that maybe they were gonna talk some more. Mm -hmm. But and and I would have been down for it to, to keep the story going. But that's not what we got. We got a we got a dismissal and we yes. got a firing. Love it. And then he got cracked. Yep. Big Superman punch right across the chops. And okay. down he went like a ton of bricks. And that's the essence of a story. The misnomer about this business is that fans don't have patience. Like, oh, they don't want to have a storyline that stretches out for four, five, six months. Well, that's a lie. You know, that's not true. If it's good enough, we'll sit there just like Mama watched soap operas for all those years, trying to figure years. out what is the culmination, right? Days of our lives, edge of night. General Hospital, all those, all those things from back in the day, the right? Young and the restless. Young and the restless, you know, generations. That was my first job. That was my first job. The first time that I ever got paid for something. Mm -hmm. uh, probably like eighty or eighty-one. My grandmother and my mom were both addicted to Guiding Light. Remember the ah. show called Guiding Light? CBS show, yeah. And it was summertime. And they both were working. They they clean houses. Mm -hmm. And they was like, look, the show come on at 1030, uh, whenever it was, mm -hmm. and I need you to watch this and tell me when I get off work what happened. I, now, listen, I want you to watch it, and I want you to remember. If you got to write it down, write it down. But I uh -huh. need you to tell me what happened, and I give you $2. I was like, $2? For real? Yeah, baby. I give you two. But you got to, listen, you got to tell me what happened. And man, I would sit there in front of that damn TV. And I would, man, I would memorize lines, everything. And they would come back. And I would tell them what happened on the guy in light. And I'd get my $2. That's so ridiculous. You are a human VCR. You are a human VCR. I was a human VCR. That's so ridiculous. But people like, Mark, they like a story, and it comes to a culmination. And so I love yeah. that the, we found out exactly which side Roman was on. Now, here's the question on day one, the pay-per-view on January 1st in Atlanta. What happens? Is Paul going to be trying to come back to Roman and apologize? Or will he be on the side of Brock Lesnar? And so there's another chapter to this, and that's the essence of great storytelling. Listen, Jonathan, I would not have Paul be sitting with Brock mm -hmm. between 
now and day one. I would not have him be seen, no conversation, anything. And then I would have Brock come out, Roman come out, and they get into the match. Within the first five minutes of that match, I would have Paul come down to the ring, no music, no ballyhoo, nothing, and just stand there with his head down. Mm-hmm. And it's going to look like, damn, he won't, he feels remorse for the for hurting Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. He feels remorse for letting down his tribal chief. Yeah. But then the smile, the smirk, and he Mm -hmm. pulls the rug from beneath Roman and helps Brock, whether it be by distraction or something, and Brock is able to beat Roman Reigns. And that would be the culminating, the true ending to the story because until Mm -hmm. something happens between Brock and Roman, the story is not over. We just got the beginning of the end. You know what I love about this, Mark? It's three layers to this. Paul Heyman is not the Paul Heyman he was even 10 years ago. He definitely is not Paulie Dangerously. He's not ECW Paul. Roman Reigns has full autonomy to be able to say the verbiage that he wants. I know that there's a lot of WWE wrestlers that's in that locker room that's like, man, I wish they could just give me an outline and just let me talk, just let me cook, right? Instead of having to be able to say words and lines, line after line and make sure it's perfect. Roman can be himself. The Roman that we see now was the Roman we saw in Florida Championship Wrestling. People forget about that. He was arrogant had the suits on, and again, that's in his infancy, but you could see seeds of a heel even back then. But the Roman Reigns we see now is even the different Roman that we saw five or ten years ago. And then Brock Lesnar. It's a different Brock that we've ever seen because he's on the stick. He actually can yes, talk. Is. He actually can entertain. That stuff with Sami Zayn has been very entertaining. So as this all goes along, we're seeing the metamorphosis of three different characters. Even though it's the same three we've seen for years, they're different. And again, that's something that the WWE and all of wrestling needs to have to be able to take a look at. Because just because you see Paul Heyman, he's not the Paul Heyman with the phone and the suspenders. He's not that. He's not ECW Paul with the trench coat. He's not. He, he's not even the guy from with that. He had the New York Yankees cap with Brock back in two thousand two. It's a different Paul. So all three of these guys have changed, and change is good in wrestling. The same guys, but just different. Yes, it is. You know, it, you're you're one hundred percent right. What what a great analysis of time and place, uh, Brock. I feel like is the best Brock we've ever seen. Physically mm-hmm. and energy-wise, he's the same guy. But the fact that he can come out there and grab a microphone and smile and go, "Hey, uh, Sam, we we should go hunting," you know, like <laughs> just to entertain and and do all the things. Like, come on, man, it's me. And and, and he has a, 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 a Brock has really good timing, is what he does. His, his best attribute wrestling 
and with his promos is his delivery and his timing. And, I mean, we saw a glimpse of it when he won Money in the Bank and he had the briefcase and he used it like a radio. The radio Brock Lesnar. And now we get the full-blown Brock Lesnar with all the personality and the, the, the smile and the glib and the, you know, like, I, I, I love that. And Roman Reigns, you, you talked about this. His metamorphosis has been one for the ages. From the guy that we first saw that left NXT to the guy that uh, was in the Shield, Mm-hmm. The guy after the shield that, you know, they they force fed him to us as a baby. Yes. They were forcing it. And you could tell that he didn't embrace it. He didn't embrace it. That's why it didn't work. He really wanted to be who he is now. And he was right. But he had to go through all those other phases to be able to make people give a damn. And um, now we have the finished product of all three guys. And we, we talked about the long-term storytelling. Wrestling fans mm-hmm. do want long-term storytelling. And, and you can, I mean, you can, you can break that down just about what we're going to be talking about next. And that's the hour-long match between Brian Danielson and Hangman Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Long-term storytelling is, is is something that we want as fans, but the the, the common denominator between uh, all of the things is it's got to be good. That's it's got to right. be compelling. Good. It's mm-hmm. got to make me go. When it's over, pick up my phone, watch this job. I'm a bro. Did you did you watch Raw? Did you watch SmackDown? <laughs> right. You see Dynamite today? Oh my mm-hmm. God! If it don't That's revoke right. that kind of thing to where the friendships that you have with other wrestling fans, you don't call them. Nobody's gonna care. People care about Brock, and they care about Paul and Roman because of the time that's spent building this. And they want to see a definitive end. It's the best thing the WWE has done. It's, the, it's their number one storyline. And, and it works. And so if I'm in that writing room or if I'm in that front office, I say, well, boy, Fox is happy with this. And they seem like they're happy with this. Well, how can we replicate that? You know how you can do that? By, again, having storytelling that matters. Um, Mark, you don't like me. I don't like you. Well, let's wrestle. That's not a story. <laughs> that's not a story no. I'm mad at you because you 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 know you spill something in my gym bag well we're gonna fight on the pay-per-view okay so that's no story that's not a story it's, just, it's a disagreement it's not a reason to fight it's a disagreement it's too much of that instead of hey you know Mark you know you and I were a great tag team for a long time but you know what here's the problem with you man you signed too many autographs you lost the focus I'm in there busting my ass trying to wrestle. We're trying to win these tag team championships. But you know what? You keep hanging out with the fans. So I tell you what. You're jealous. 
Well, you know just what? jealous because people want my autograph. Well, you know what? Here's what's going to happen, man. We're going to go in this match. Let's see if you focus. Let's see if you focus. When we get to Bo the Do to Beaumont, when we have this matchup, we're going to see if you stay focused for this matchup. And then I turn on you because I drop off the apron. And when you right. want me, when you need me, when you got that right. hand out. You're not there no more. No, I dropped off because you know what? You got soft and you did deal with the fans. So I'm going to the yourself. back. Yeah. And so now you pissed Now you have an angle. Now yes. you have something. Now you talk to Mr. Bosch and you say, Mr. Bosch, I don't like what, what my tag team partner did. He will pay for letting me get beat up in there. So when we come back to Houston, we, we are going to have a fight. And that's what's going to happen. See? I mean, that, that's a story. Yeah. That's a story. <laughs> and, and that's a nice segue. So when we come back uh, here on a Saturday on Busted Open, uh, we're going to get into... Uh, what we saw on Rampage with Hangman, Adam Page, and Daniel, or Brian Danielson. You can't, I, it's Careful. been a lot of years, John. I told you I've been hitting the head a lot. That's true. So we'll get into that when we're back here on Busted Open. <laughs> Jacksons, holidays are right around the corner, and we're glad you're with us here on Busted Open with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, Jay Hood, in for Ryan McKinnell. Open phone lines for you, 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893 in this weekend edition of Busted Open as we talk about SmackDown from Chicago as well as what happened on Rampage last night in the Dallas area. But you were saying about, um, you know, storylines, long-term storylines with, like, Brian Danielson and Hangman Page, the same thing on Dynamite that we saw this past Wednesday. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to briefly touch on the, the not the whole story of it, but just the storyline. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Page has paid his dues. He's, he's had some injuries. He came back from those injuries. And now you have this quote-unquote new guy uh brian danielson basically saying you know you're soft and you don't deserve to be champion and that was a really really good story because uh it took place over several weeks and um they couldn't really touch each other mm -hmm. it was always you know like Hey, look, I'm not supposed to touch you. You're not supposed to touch me. And it made it build toward them wanting to get it in and us seeing it. And um, I, I love the fact that this, this match was something that we didn't expect. You know, Winter is Coming was, um, it was that, uh, them going an hour long was unexpected. Nobody could have called that. Right, because on television, it's it's really difficult to put an hour match together because of all the commercial time. You're still working through those breaks, even though you had one hour of wrestling time. You really had another fifteen minutes of commercial time. So, like, they really did a good job with that, but. Man, I, I I had to I had to shoot that out there because the the story was just so good, and we talked about the building of a story, and 
a disagreement not being a story enough for a fight. That's right. A, I, it's it's communication right. not being enough for a fight. Mm -hmm. But an emotional investment in the story, like you said, if 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 I'm signing autographs and I'm starting to, you know, want to take pictures and kiss babies, and you're like, look, man, you're losing your edge. And then you say, look, man, you're getting your ass kicked. You know what? You keep doing that. I'm going to do my own thing. And you leave me to get hurt. Mm -hmm. You leave me to get beat up. And then once I lick my wounds and I come back, my issue is not with who beat me up. My issue is you for leaving me. And that that's the emotional investment in pro wrestling that we need more of. That that Those stories is what invoke a fan to buy a ticket. What goes around comes around, right? What is old is new again. There was a feeling, even in the Attitude Era, like, you know, fans don't care about the match. They just want to see you guys talk, right? And, but I, and I always disagree with that because I want both. Talk me into the building and then give me something to be able to watch. I think at times that the two or three minute match on a regular basis didn't do anything for me. But a long term story, and again, I'm a fan for the Midwest. I'm an AWA guy. So we didn't get a lot of storylines here, but when you got one, it was something that you could sink your teeth in. So I think that this year, 2021, should tell a great story to anyone who's promoting wrestling that a one off doesn't work anymore. Because a one-off really make, puts you in a position as a promoter that you got to work even harder. But if you lay out a story and it has a beginning and an end, man, people will be able to watch that. They, they'll always watch that. No one's going to be bored in the middle. There's this feeling that because it's 2021 and we're a fast society now, we're a 5G society, that, oh, no one wants to spend time watching that much wrestling. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Because, because if it's a good enough storyline, as you mentioned, you will watch. Just like we got here with with, um, with watching with Brian Danielson winning every match on Dynamite leading into the matchup against Hangman Adam Page. The story was, was great. The Omega, that whole thing with Omega, that was a, the, one of the longest storylines I can remember with Omega and Hangman Page. You know why? Because there was a beginning. You went through the process. You went through the journey, and it ended up with Page being the champion. So my thought, Mark, is that what's old is new again. This is stuff that you and I grew up on, and I think it's coming back, and I think that's for the better for the business. It, it, it is. I mean, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head, man. Like, it really is um, a time where we need to focus on the story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking of, uh, of stories, um, like, we had more than one show last night. You know, like, it was yeah. cool uh, watching SmackDown. Uh, we had a good SmackDown. We also had a, a pretty damn good uh, Rampage. Yes. And, uh, I mean, like I said in the break, it looked like a Wu-Tang concert at the beginning of... Uh, it was Old Dirty Bassett, Inspector Deck, Wu-Tang, Ghostface Killer, that, everybody. It was, man, it was, a, it was a ton of people out there. And at the end of the show... My God. It, it was even more people. It was a tin man. Everybody got a check last night on Rampage. Everybody got a check. You get a check. You get a check. <laughs> you get a check. Oh, my God. Did you, have you ever seen so many people? No. I thought it was a battle royal. 
Not in a one-hour show, no. <laughs> oh. Three or four, but I never seen one in a one-hour show. They, a lot of people got know, checked yesterday. They set a record for how many people worked in one hour <laughs> last night. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was entertaining as hell, a lot of energy, and a lot of personalities. Sometimes it's really, really difficult to match all the personalities. Mm-hmm. Did, did 2.0 not match really, really well? With, with Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. Yes. I thought, I thought they did a hell of a job of m- m- just putting both of their styles together and just being those type of heels. Yes. I, I it was it was great to watch actually that main event because so I was telling you something about that two point oh man, they're they're going to be something. And I'm not sure. I just think in twenty twenty two it could be really their year. AWQ is putting them in position to succeed, right? I don't. I think they've had two or three main events. I know that they've been featured a lot. There's something there with those guys that I really like, and I can't put my finger on it. But in 2022, they're going to be great. And the acclaimed, of course. The acclaimed, I mean, I mean, they're just. <laughs> I'm going to tell you special. what it is. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what it is. They love it. Mm. They 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 want it. They want to be good. You can see in their face, you can see in their in 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 their um, in their actions that they want to be there. Mm-hmm. That they enjoy the fact that the thing that they love the most, they get to they get to wake up every day and say, "Man, I'm a pro wrestler." That's what you see, and anytime you see somebody with passion. And that they really love what they're doing, it comes across. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Right. It's it's an emotional thing that you see. You can't really point it out. You just have to feel it. You feel that they really love what they're doing, and they just happen to be good at it. Yes. There's an intensity there with their promos, where I look at it and say, boy. They really are going to be something in the like now and in in the future moving forward. I like them. I like them, and oh, I like yeah. I like the acclaimed. Of course, I mean that's that's great. You know, <laughs> watch the acclaimed. You know just... about a con man, right? Yes, I do. A con man has to halfway believe his own bullshit. That's correct. And they believe their bullshit. You hear me? The, acc- the acclaimed or 2.0? Both. Both. Both of them. <laughs> they believe it. And, like, when you when you believe it, you don't have to lie to nobody. It's yes. not a lie. How many times do you see all those movies about these con men? Like, they forget what's actually real and what they made up. Mm-hmm. At the end of the, when they get caught, they like, no, no, you made that up. No, no, no. That's that was the truth. No, you made that up. Did I? And th- and that's that's the beauty of pro wrestling. Yes. The that's essence of a heel. It's the essence essence of a heel too. A heel feels like, you know, what they their point of view is right. Correct? True. Yeah, true. Feel, yeah. They, like, you don't understand my point of view. This is my point of view. I'm not a heel. That's just my point of view. That's all. Per- perfect case. A little nerdum. A little nerdum. Nerd okay. alert. 
All right. Whoop, 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 whoop. Thanos mm-hmm. in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Thanos thought he was doing the right thing. That's right. I'm trying to save the universe, y'all. I'm trying to save us. I'm right. If I eliminate half the population of everything, then we'll be all fine. Right now, it's too many miles to feed. Half got to die. This is crazy. (laughs) You're nuts. (laughs) But you know what? Let's let's dive more back. Let's dive more into it when we come back, Jonathan. Uh, This is a hell of a conversation. I'm really enjoying this. Um, Man, we got to get you on more often. I know Ryan McKenna said that about a month ago. He was like, we were talking about all the people that we love to talk to, Mm -hmm. and we don't talk to you enough. So let's let's come back in a few uh, here on Saturday morning edition of Busted Open. Glad that you're with us here on Busted Open, along with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Jonathan oh, yeah. with you. Follow us on Twitter at the Mark Henry at Wrestling TWT at Busted Open Radio here on this weekend edition. And don't forget, hey, if you're part of Busted Open Nation, you've got to get your swag, right? Got to go to podswag.com backslash Busted Open. Again, podswag.com slash Busted Open. Put your email address in and get 15% off of all Busted Open merchandise. Think about this, man. Mugs, stickers, uh, they've got water bottles, shirts. they got everything. Podswag.com slash busted open you got to get your christmas ornaments Mm -hmm. look at that look at that get your dave lagreca christmas ornament the shirts we get the blankets and 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 the holiday stuff it goes away on it goes away on 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 the after christmas oh no 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 so you got to get it while it's hot, guys. You got to get in, uh, you know, as you fit in. Podswag.com slash Busted Open. We'll open the phone lines to you, to the nation. 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893. Mark and I want to find out your thoughts about SmackDown last night in Chicago and also AW Rampage as you watch. We want to get your thoughts on that. You watch either one of those shows on Friday. We definitely want to get your reaction to it. As we go to the phone lines and we talk to you, let's start off first in Cleveland. Here's Pat on Busted Open. What's up, Pat? Uh, how, how, are you, how are you guys now? We're good, man. What's cracking? Oh, good. Oh, not so bad. Uh, pretty hungover, but let me just say Rampage. <laughs> <last night. Damn. laughs> right, right, right away. Now, let me ask you this question. Now, said, I now, tied one on last night. Now, what's your drink, you know, Pat? I mean, what's I mean, your if choice? You, if, I, if I'm going to watch some awesome wrestling, I, I'm not going to watch it sober. <laughs> what, you want me to remember it? <laughs> Yeah, kidding me seriously. Yeah, no, I was, I was, you know, pretty high and drunk last night. But Rampage. let me ask you a question. Hold on, Pat. You want your best now? Hold on now. Oh, sorry. Now, Mark and I want to find yeah. out what was your, what was your choice of, of drink? What was your choice of beverage last night? Oh, Jim Beam. Um, I'll always go Jim Beam. It's cheap, cheap, and it's pretty smooth too. <laughs> cheap and smooth. Well, that's that's impossible. There's no such thing as cheap and smooth. You sound like Red uh, Fox. Nothing's impossible, Mark Henry. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Uh, you put cranberry juice in it, and they call it cripple. That's exactly right. Cranberry juice. 
Mm, I usually go ginger ale as a good mixer, but we're just telling you what, what puts. Uh, we're just trying to tell you what puts hair on your chest. But you go right ahead. You tell us what's going on, Pat. You go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, rampage last night. Yep, pretty awesome from what I remember. That's always the best, easily one hour show. It kind of reminds me of a. Uh, Remember, uh, you know, TNA back you know, in 2004 on Fox Sports Net, the one-hour shows they had? Yeah. It, it yeah. Kind of, Rampage reminds me of kind of that, you know. I mean, a lot more wrestling, obviously. Uh, but you know, Rampage is like the easiest show to watch these days, you know. Yeah, right, you, so. you enjoy Rampage because of the fact that it's a one-hour show and you, you can just dedicate one hour to it? Or you like the fact that uh, it's high energy, and there's just a lot of wrestling, and it's just going one right oh, after yeah, the other. Oh, yeah, no, high energy. I mean, there's really no there's no, no timeouts in the show. There's no breaks in the show. No, where, you know, like, blink, you're missing. You know, it's like all action. I mean, sometimes, yeah, they have a couple promos in it throughout the show, but, you know, it just, yeah, high energy. And, like, especially last night, I love multi-man matches, you know, the eight-man tag, the ten-man tag, and... Mm-hmm. And the women's match, it was just it was all, all a great combo. Pat, we appreciate the phone call. glance over that women's match. Like, you know, no. tell me, what you, what'd you really think about the women's match? Now, uh, let me tell you. Here's what I thought about the women's match. All right, and we'll let you, we'll let you put your ice pack back on your head, Pat. I know it was a tough night last night. Um, <laughs> so Ty Conti and Penelope Ford, here's what I liked about it. It's different. You try things, right? That's the one thing about wrestling. You can always try things. A submission match, right? So yeah. Ty Conti comes in. I'm I'm so impressed with her. I I think that that's a future champion for AEW for me. I like I like that there was uh, Ty Conti who already is a submission person. That's someone that can be able to twist your knots. But it made Penelope Ford step up three notches in my view. Three notches because you're not going for the lateral press and hook of the leg. What you're doing is, is you're trying to tap somebody out. So I think that match did a lot for Penelope Ford even in a loss last night. Even in a loss, both people benefited from that match. You got to see a certain level of energy uh, from Penelope that, or as Booker T would say, Pentelope. Uh, <laughs> Love him like a play cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Love him like a play cousin. But it's Penelope. Uh, but anyway, um, she was able to have a submission match with a submission specialist, a mm-hmm. black belt in jiu-jitsu, no less. And all it did was tell everybody, wow, she, she prepared. And and, and that's that's something that I, I, I appreciated about the match. All right, back to the phone lines we go. Again, 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893. Uh, Nick is in Arkansas on Busted Open. What's up, Nick? Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing this morning? Good. What's going on, brother? Oh, man, not much. Mark, I got to say, it's a good chance, good chance to talk to you again. I actually got to meet you at a Texas show. I'm a local wrestler myself in the area. I got to meet you All at right. a Texas show. And uh, I wish you could have seen more of that match, but it, it's unfortunate. But, I, you know, I got to do more to make myself stand out. Remember the advice you gave me, so I appreciate that. And I take it to what I do today in Memphis. Um, I did catch Rampage, and I caught SmackDown last night. Man, I'm kind of loving the state of pro wrestling where we're at right now with it. Everything's yep. being good, long-term storytelling. I see what they're doing with Danielson and Hangman, and I, I, I got to say the match on Wednesday was just 
amazing. What are y'all thoughts on that? Yeah, you know what, man? Yeah. Apply that to your career. Just think about it. Like, man, how can I make this? If, if I got five minutes, can I ask for seven minutes? Can I ask for eight? Because I really want to tell a great story. And that's, that's basically what's going to make the world of wrestling better is us uh, in-ring guys. Well, not me so much anymore, but you, you in-ring guys telling those stories. It's up to you, basically. You're absolutely right. And I, I've actually taken that into Memphis now because that's where I'm mainly at. And hey, What's your what's your wrestling name? Carter Matthews. Carter okay. Matthews. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look you up, man, and uh, see if I can remember us meeting uh, up there in Dallas. I actually did a, uh, it was for SWE Fury. I think it was the night you got brought in, and I did a okay. dark match against a guy okay. named Tino Valentino. Yes. Yes, I, I do I remember. Under. I got the hair. I went under. Yeah, man. That, but, but uh, you know, that, that was a, it was a cool moment. But I've I've definitely done some different stuff now. I've actually, transitioned more into doing more psychology. What what's gonna make sense? Not worry about quote getting my shit in because right. that don't matter. What's All right, my friend. What's the, We're glad man, you checked appreciate in. Appreciate you, brother. We appreciate your hey, telephone you guys have call. Have a great day and a merry Christmas. All right, Merry Christmas. All right, coming up, we will talk about one of the greatest matches that you'll see in 2021, Brian Danielson and Adam Page, along with Mark Henry, Jonathan Hood with you. You're listening to the weekend edition of Busted Open. Give us a call, 877-593-877-344-4893. We're back with more in a moment right here on Fight Nation. This is Busted Open on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 and the SXM app, along with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. I'm Jonathan Hood in for Ryan McKinnell with open phone lines for you at 877-FIGHT-93. 877-344-4893 is our phone number. Hit us up on Twitter as well, at the Mark Henry at WrestlingTWT, at Busted Open Radio. We're glad that you're with us as we talk about Friday Night Smackdown from Chicago, as well as AEW Rampage, and also... AEW Dynamite, all taking place in the Dallas area. And we saw a hell of a match, Mark, with Brian Danielson challenging Hangman Page for the AEW Championship. Before we get into that match, I just want to get the psychology from you about Broadways, right? About being able to go the distance in matches. Um, there's been so many great 60-minute matches that I've seen in my life. Watching yeah. Ric Flair against Barry Windham. Now, again, this is TV, right? On TV. Flair against Windham on Worldwide Wrestling in the mid-'80s, right? I mean, commercial breaks, everything else, but you thought that Barry could be able to win that championship. As an AWA fan growing up, watching uh, Nick Bockwinkle take on Kurt Hennig for the AWA championship at the Showboat in Las Vegas, saw that bloody match, 60 minutes brawl. Midnight Express against the Fantastics it went to Broadway, 60 minutes on TV. So there's a lot of pay-per-view examples of that, but when you see it on TV... Those things are special, right? Because when you and I were growing up, you had some specialized matches and you had a couple of good matches, but you didn't get classics usually on TV. And we got one on Wednesday with Danielson and Hangman. So what's the psychology in that when you go the distance in a match like that? You know what? Like, usually you don't see that on television. One, because 
you're under such limited time and there's other people on the card that are like, listen, man, y'all gonna, you mean you're going to devote half the show to one match and then I'm going to get stuck with 10 minutes here or eight minutes there? Like, you, you, but the thing about it is that's what I felt like fit the case. I think that Adam Page and Brian Danielson did probably the best job that I ever saw. If I think it's the only time that I can remember seeing it on television like that. And and it, and it, and they go to commercial break and come back. And then you go to another commercial and you come back. And you do that three or four times. So really those guys they wrestled an hour on television and then another 15 minutes of commercial time. And they were, Daniel, Brian Danielson was not even breathing heavy. He wasn't even breathing heavy. Mm-hmm. The conditioning of these guys. And Adam Page, hey, shout out, man. All the respect in the world. I was already a fan. I love some cowboy shit. <laughs> but I am really a fan because he did something that I didn't do in that match. What's that? There was a time about 40 minutes, maybe 35 minutes into the match. He flipped from the ring through a table. He got his torso on the table. And his knees hit the floor on concrete. Yep. And he got up. Because I did that with Kurt Angle. And hit my knee on the concrete and broke my kneecap in half. Mm. And did not get up. Like, there was some... They risked life and limb in that match. And it was not a pay-per-view. Television... For the fans, for free. Let me, let me say that again. Yep. It was free. I should have paid I for I feel that. like I owe Tony yeah. Khan money. Yeah. For watching that match. I should have paid for that, Mark. We all should have paid we for that. We all should have. Yep. We all should have paid for that. I should have no, but nobody should be bitching online about a free 60-minute match. But I know, listen, we can't come up to a consensus on anything in this world, right? But I think we all should be able to stand up and applaud two guys going at it for 60 minutes in 2021 yeah. in a wrestling match, right? That, they, didn't, they didn't have to do that. I should have paid for that myself. That's $50. I should have been like, you know what? Yeah, it was 60 minutes. I should give you at least $50 for that. That's what I should yeah. do. So yeah. nobody should be bitching about it. I saw some of that. I'm just like, you know what? Let me tell you something. See, again, it's about eras, right? Man, to see Ric Flair and Barry Windham wrestle for 60 minutes on worldwide wrestling, when you don't expect it, and again, we go back to the unexpected, right? We don't expect these things to happen. Like, we know Danielson and Page are going to wrestle, and all the conjecture on who's going to win. Will Danielson go over? Will Page beat Danielson? Like, who knows? But no one saw a draw. <laughs> nobody saw that and coming. nobody saw an hour either. No, nobody saw that. So nobody should be bitching about these two and what happened. It's a draw. So it extends the story, which is really the hallmark of this show today about story. 
we're going to see these two wrestle again, and it's going to be great because we've already seen it for 60 minutes. Listen, okay, this is this is this is what I want y'all to do. All the people that complain, block them. <laughs> block Please them. block those people. They are not in the right sound mind to have a conversation with you. Now, you want to talk about a great use of social media. How about this? More people watched the hour-long match between Adam Page and, and Brian Danielson in the final 20 minutes than in the beginning. Yes. I'm going to tell you what happened. There were people first that went on Twitter, Instagram, and said, guys, this match is 20 minutes in. It's unreal. If you're not if you're not watching it, watch it. Facebook, Snapchat, all 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 the whales and whistles, all sure. the social media channels. But I was standing in the breezeway watching with my own eyes. I saw what I just told you, Jonathan. I saw people on their phones calling people. Man, you got to turn this on. I don't know what you're doing. Turn this on. Like, the match was so good. And people, I, I had to keep moving like this. Side to side, y'all can't see me. Jonathan can see me. Yeah, I'm talking to Jonathan, really. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to y'all, yes. but I'm talking to Jonathan. Yes, you. yes. I'm, I'm, I'm moving side to side, guys, like, like you're trying to see through a crowd. That's right. That's what I was doing. Because everybody was standing. Mm -hmm. And this was 30 minutes in. Sold out the curtain, right? Man, the, it was sellout at the curtain. Mm -hmm. You could not really see. I'm walking up. I'm getting closer and closer. I, I find myself, I'm in, the, I'm in the back of the crowd on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just standing there. And guess what? Not one time did somebody go, oh, my God, it's Mark Henry. You know why? Because their eyes were focused on the ring. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew I was there. That is, listen. <laughs> when not one, not one person, that ring commanded everybody's attention and if somebody said oh it was too long no. i just wasn't into it well one they line their ass off mm -hmm. because if you're remotely a wrestling fan or even a half-ass part-time wrestling fan you were you were in suspense like okay now what is this going to lead to how's what's the finish like, you start to do it yourself. Right. Guys, I don't want to know. Right. I used to go into production meetings. I don't want to know nothing. I'm like the guy, APOC, on, uh, on the, John, not John Wick, uh, the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm. 
I want to go back into the matrix and I don't want to know nothing. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. I don't want to know. So I was actually out there in the crowd, just like the fans. Mm-hmm. And they blew my mind. And we got to see that for free. I'm so glad that happened in Dallas, a wrestling city, like the Dallas yeah. area. I'm glad it happened there. And I'm also very happy to know that Brian Danielson and Hangman Page made me see something I've never seen before. Yeah, I've seen 60-minute classics on TV. They're very rare today. But I think the key point of what you said, Mark, is, is that neither one of those guys looked exhausted. We've seen 60-minute matches, and there's Paul Bosch from Houston talking to Ric Flair after 60 minutes with Butch Reed or whatever, right? And just, and then the, you can see Flair. Now, Flair, for his time, great athlete and was, was the best, would blow you up, right? I know that old story between him and Terry Taylor, that old story of, you know, Ric Flair is, is hungover, and then he took a nap and for 30 minutes, and Terry Taylor was like, man, this is my big opportunity, and he's just laying down on the floor, and then Flair put him in through the ringer at the at the Superdome for like forty five minutes and just put and twisted him up, right? Because, but because his cardio was great. So, but the same thing here. Like usually, a wrestler's blown up after sixty minutes. Danielson and Hangman is the best shape I've seen wrestlers in a sixty minute match that I've seen in a long time. And Ric Flair was also had a, a great in ring Ackerman. And could always pull up things because he had done it so many times. Mm -hmm. That was the same thing with Brian. For example, about 15, 20 minutes into that match, Paige got got gashed. Mm -hmm. And he was outside the ring. Brian was trying to pull his ass in the ring because you cannot win if he's outside on the floor. That's right. About 25 or 30 minutes in, they went to the body. And it looked like Paige hurt his ribs. What did did Brian start doing? He went to the body. He started punching him. He started trying to finish him. That is, those are things that happen impromptu that your brain says, oh, I need to take advantage of this moment. Now, let me ask you this, Mark Henry. Let me ask you this. And we're going to start a firestorm here with this question. Uh-oh. You ready? You ready? I, like, I, I got a fire extinguisher right here. Okay, you ready? Okay. As we saw the draw happen between Danielson and Page, did that do more for that match? Did that do more for the champion or for the challenger? Now, again, the, the story is Page is defending the championship, right? He's defending the championship against Brian Danielson. Who, I mean, who, that match, who did that do more for? Uh, because I because think ultimately. I think it did more for uh, for Paige um, because the way the story went is it got down to five minutes and Paige was trying to finish him and what happened is he did finally hit him with the with the big with the big 
uh, Lariat from outside the ring, and the time ran out. It saved, it saved Danielson. It saved him because he was going to lose. But it told everybody that Paige was going to win. Mm. Paige was going to win that. Mm-hmm. He hit him with the big flying burrito. <laughs> and he was inching, inching. Ding, 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 ding. It was about to be over with a one, two, three. But you needed another 10 seconds. Mm. And they didn't get it. Paige, to me, came out on top. Okay. Because he did hit him with his finish. And he was inching towards him. But, you know, it's like kissing your sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's okay. That's all right, because there'll be more. And that's why I'm looking forward to seeing more of Brian Danielson and the Hangman Page for the AEW Championship. We'll get your phone calls in 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893 is our phone number. Still to come, some thoughts about the return of Dan Lambert to AEW uh, the AEW show from uh, Friday. It was interesting to see Dan and what he had to say. We'll get to that. And your reaction to a great match with Danielson and Page with Mark Henry, Childhood with you on Busted Open. I need the crib with the fountain to splash. SP, the only flow that you know with a bounce and a half. Listen, kid, I need the With Mark Henry, Jonathan Hood, and for Ryan McKinnell on Busted Open, a weekend edition. So glad you're with us. 877-FIGHT-93. 877-344-4893 is our phone number. Mark and I have just been chopping it up, talking about Brian Danielson and Hangman Page. One of the best matches, if not the best match of 2021, not just for AEW, but for wrestling. A 60-minute draw on TV, on TNT, which is just insane. Also, we're talking about SmackDown from Chicago and also on Rampage as well. We want to get your reaction to it. 877-FIGHT-93 is our phone number. We're going to talk about Dan Lambert still to come. Dan Lambert returned to AEW. That guy. <laughs> that guy. He's so special. You know when you start sinners with that guy. He's such a, he's such an American treasure. <laughs> Dan Lambert. <laughs> oh, he speaks to my soul, man. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let's go to the phone lines and talk to you in Puerto Rico. Here's Angel leads us off here on Busted Open in this hour. Hello, Angel. Angel. What's up, my brother? It's good to meet you, Jonathan Hood. What's up, Mark? Man, what's happening, man? What you got for me? Nah, I got a lot of things because AW has been booming, and you with that final phrase on Rampage, it's been booming. So that match of Hammond and Brian was insane. At first, when they started with it, I was like, oh, so we started off like this. And then the match continued and continued. And I just wanted to say I noticed two things, and i like to shout out the commentary team on that because I love when they pointed out that they were going on to that second gear. You know what I mean? Like that second energy on that long-ass match because it was draining. But I did notice, and I don't know if you agree with this, I feel even though Hammond has elevated himself as a champion, I do feel Brian kicked his ass. Like, at one moment, there was a, 
like a move or a position by adding in that he locked his uh, feet and he was like punching him in the stomach mm-hmm. and when yeah. Jack Man covered up he punched him in the face and that was just like straight UFC MMA type and I was like damn Brian is literally taking advantage of the like expertise of wrestling in this match and I love the whole storytelling on that 16 minute drop Angel let me tell you a quick story I don't know if you listened to the show yesterday uh, with me and Dave LaGreca, but I told you Brian Danielson is a bad human. This guy, every time he sees me and there's like a group of people around, he'll go, hey, Mark Henry, remember that time I punched you in the face? Nah. And I'm like, why would you even bring that shit up? Like, he's <laughs> like, yeah, because I punch you in the face. He will punch you in the face. It, it, it makes him laugh. He's, I'm telling you, there's something wrong with him. He's a bad person. Uh, <laughs> Angel, we, Angel thanks for checking in, man. We appreciate him. <laughs> and now Angel leaves line open, 877-FIGHT-93 here on Busted Open. We say hello to Steve in New, New Mexico. He joins us here with Mark Henry and Jonathan Hood. What's up, Steve? So, guys, happy holidays, man. Thank you for taking man, my happy call. Holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Thank you, guys. Um, no, no S. I wanted to go back to SmackDown last night, the way it opened with the uh, women's tag. Uh-huh. Um, I really think, this is my opinion, uh, it, it seems like Tony and Shotzi were kind of lost in that match at, po- at some point. It seemed, it seemed like Charlotte had to slow down just to kind of, you know, to have them in sync. And uh, to my, in my opinion, I think they really got the, they got, I, I love them, but I think Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai should have been those two women that they should be pushing. And so, so you feel like that the that Chauncey and Chauncey, um, Chauncey and Chauncey. You said call it Chauncey. Who <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, that's, that's very silly of me. Uh, I, you know, my, I know that my girl Chauncey. My, my East Texas vernacular came out <laughs> just for a brief moment. But I, 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 I see what you're saying. You want more experience in the ring, and you feel like the other ladies were not up to snuff, as my papa used to say. Uh, yeah, the snuff is. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Um, it just seems like they were kind of lost every time they come and step into the ring. Uh, you know, they don't flow like how uh, Sasha Banks and Charlotte. It, it looks they, like they, a they flow, I know exactly what yeah. you're saying. It, it's not. It's, it, uh, it's not right to it. It takes them too long yeah. to try to figure it out. And you know exactly. what, man? That's just time and experience. It's just time and experience. Yes, that's true. And then, but that's what that's what I that's why I mean that I think Joe Gonzalez and Yoshi Rai can flow like that. Well, and they need to be in SmackDown. Well, like Steve, let, let's address that. We're, and we appreciate the phone call. Thanks for checking in. So the most inexperienced person in that in that tag team match, and what he's referring to is Sasha Banks. And Tony Storm against Shotzi and uh, and Charlotte Flair. The most inexperienced person in that match was Shotzi. Chauncey. Not not Chauncey. <laughs> I, what what's her name, honey? Chauncey. 
No, no, Grandma. It's Shotzi. Chauncey. Chauncey. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. did she shoot somebody? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ch- Chauncey. Uh-huh. Uh, she, she's nice. She, 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 she's a nice girl. You should check her out. Her name's Shotzi. Anyway, so so the whole thing, Mark, I look at is Shotzi's the most inexperienced person in, in this match. People forget Tony Storm can go, man. I've seen she her can. wrestle in the U.K., and I saw her at NXT UK before coming up, and I thought that there was a disconnect where I thought that some people in the WWE didn't realize how good she was. Like, as people rave about Valter and Tyler Bate and all these people in the UK, Tony Storm is in that same category on the women's side. So, But I know that when she gets to WWE, the main roster, she's got something to prove, and I understand that. But Tony Storm... I thought I think that she can go. I, I there might have been a little bit of a disconnect there with Shotzi, but I think the other three women wrestled well. I thought as I was there on SmackDown yeah, in Chicago. So I do too. I, I think that I, I called her the female Jericho because yeah, she's I love very that. versatile. Mm-hmm. She could, there's, there's not one thing that um, she can't do in that ring, and you know having uh, the ability to be. Um, have multiple things that you can do uh, is a big plus, but I see what he saw. Mm-hmm. I see exactly what Steve, Steve saw. And that's that hesitation. That's that they placate to the senior wrestler. Right. They're giving him too much respect, basically, Steve. Yep. They're giving him too much respect. And you got to go in there and attack him like you're a 10 year vet. And they didn't. I thought the match was fine. It wasn't bad at all. No. But I saw the I saw the uh, the hesitation in that match. I was just happy to sit down in my seat and see a match to start off the card and not a thirty minute promo. But that's just me. Eight seven seven five ninety three eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three is our phone number. Let me tell you something, Sasha. Oh. You believe that you are the best. Well, I will tell you that I am the best. Wait, here comes her music. Now she's going to challenge me. I think I'm the best. No, you think you're the best. Just give me the match, man. Damn it. Get the word. It's just, I mean, I was I was shocked to see a match to start off at 7 o'clock. I sat down like, oh, a match. Well, how about that for a wrestling show? Oh, wrestling show. show. With an R, wrestling. That's what I like. <laughs> you got time for one more? Do we have time for one more, Ariel? Can we do one more? Can we talk to Chris in Texas on Busted Open? Hello, Chris. Hey, what's going on, guys? First time caller. How do I sound? You sound, sound great, good, man. man. Oh, good, because I got the AirPods in, man. I'm currently at work behind this garbage stuff, making the world a better place. Man, oh, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. We really do. And I, I wanted to say... uh. Yeah, I watched that match, the the beginning match of uh, SmackDown last night. I thought it was a real good match. I think that when uh when Sasha and Charlotte went face to face, I felt like the crowd got pretty loud for that. I wasn't there, you know, but it sounded like it to me. Also, whenever uh Tony got on that top rope and was about to come off, man, it seemed like the crowd was ready for her to uh, get the win. Yeah, there's no what question, think, Jonathan. Yeah, there's no question about that. Uh, the, well, here here's what happened. Real quick. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, well, what happened was is that um, Tony Storm was introduced before the show. 
So she got introduced in the darkness. It was 655, and she came out there. She got a nice applause. Now, here's the thing. I don't like that enhancement talent introduction. I don't like that. She should have been out there at 7 o'clock and introduced like all the other four girls, other, other three girls, but she was not, unfortunately. But she got a nice o- ovation, and I thought that the crowd was behind her. There was some Tony chants at Allstate Arena. So you could tell that there's some momentum there. Again, for the WWE audience, SmackDown and Raw, they're seeing her for the first time. I've seen her at NXT yeah. UK. I've seen that she can go. She's very, very good. She's so going to get a chance. She's going to yeah, get a chance. To no question. Yeah, real, real quick. Uh, also, too, Mark, man, the first, I want to uh, bring up the first time I ever met you in real life, man. It was out here. It was out here at the state of Texas, uh, out the fair, the state fair in Texas. You were at, you were out the, I don't know if you were actually at the OU and uh, Texas game, but I saw you out there, man. You're the nicest person. This how long ago it was, because that's when you had the, like, the braids or whatever in here. <laughs> I probably had a corn dog in my hand. <laughs> nah, you did it. You, you did it, but I had my Texas jersey on, and I'm, since then I've jumped ship. But, uh, uh, yeah, you were nice, man. You let, you let me take a picture with you and everything, man. It was a real moment that I uh, still remember to the well, I'm glad you had a good time, man. I appreciate you being a fan. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chris. I remember that as well. I was there, too. Man, Mark took on David Von Erich. Let me tell you, man. I mean, the whole crowd, they was all behind Stop David. It. I'm not man, that they, old. It, huh? I'm, not, I'm old, but I'm not that old. Man, David had you that iron claw, boy. You had, you had your hands up, man. Like, ah! ah. He, the old Iron Claw, Bill Mercer was right there at ringside, called it, man. It was classic, man. You should have won that day. don't believe nothing you, that you've heard you, in the last <laughs> 20 seconds. Hold on a second, man. I saw you, man. Gary Hart was your manager. <laughs> man, it was great, man. I, I swear to you, man. You should have won that day. How did how that you let the Iron Claw? Oh, it was? Yeah, you got me confused with <laughs> another big old black dude. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't you and David at the at the Cotton no, Bowl. That wasn't you. No, oh, that wasn't me. Damn it. Okay, I, I got, I'm getting old now. I, I, I sometimes I forget. Eight seven seven fight ninety three eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three. What about that roll up when Mike Bonera got you? That was terrible, man. How are you losing this? That little guy. Wow. Coming up, we will hear from Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert is back in AW. Why? We talk about it coming up next. We're Mark Henry, John the Hood with you. This is busted open. Now, speaking of Cody Rhodes, has there ever been anybody in the history of the business better at parlaying backstage relationships into title matches, into main events, into fame and fortune, tell into a primetime reality show that absolutely sucked? Dan Lambert just going off on AEW Rampage. Welcome back to Busted Open on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 in the SXM app with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Jonathan Hood with you. And for Ryan McKinnell, 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893 is our phone number. Join the nation and be part of the conversation here on this weekend edition of Busted Open. I love Dan Lambert, my friend. You know, he, he just, he gets me he, right here in the heart. He, I mean, he just, yeah, he is, man. he's just amazing, man. I mean, this is old school managing, right? If your guys are not going to talk, you need a manager, a mouthpiece that will just lay it all on the line. We talked about heels earlier, right? Heels feel like they're right. 
he lays all this stuff out about Cody Rhodes and all this what, it, what is perceived to be inside stuff about Tony Khan. And if you're smart, if you're just reading the internet, you know what Lambert's talking about. And now it's, now it's whether you agree or disagree with him. And I think that what Lambert's doing, it's just great stuff, man. I mean, he is one of the top guys in that company on the mic, just talking his shit and having fun with yeah. it. I don't know what I pop for the most of rejoining with Mike Jones or uh, Dan Lambert <laughs> basically just crucifying uh, <laughs> Cody as well as Tony. And the things that he said, there was some validity to it, but it was his opinion of what he was saying. And that's the thing that a con man always gives you. Gives you a little truth. Yes. I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell the truth about it a little bit, but then I'm going to throw this in here too and act like it's a part of the truth. <laughs> that's right. And, and you got to really listen closely when somebody's filling you with a bunch of bullshit <laughs> because you don't know where the truth and the manufactured information okay the, the bold-faced lie yes. that the con man is trying to tell you that you don't know which one is which dan lambert just continues to go after tony khan and keeps going after cody rhodes but i will ask you this sir i'll ask you this about cody rhodes now i watched the show last night and i'm trying to figure out what the crowd was like in dallas for cody rhodes Obviously, in Chicago, obviously, we don't like him here. Uh, we throw his weight belt back at him. That's what we do here. Yeah. We don't like him. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cities are booing him. But when I'm on these conference calls with Cody Rhodes, this whole thing where, you know, the whole baby face heel thing is a tired trope. And I'm thinking, hold on, bro. Are you working me? Or do you really believe that? You know, you've heard him say this right before. Like, all yeah. these tired tropes about baby face and heel. That's not really... Like, hold on a second. That reminds me of the old Vince Russo Dutch Mantel story from from TNA, where Vince Russo's like, bro, I don't understand this baby face heel thing, bro. Bro, I don't even understand this. Why is there baby faces and heels? And Dutch Mantel said, well, you know what? I got a book for that. If you want to learn more about baby face and heels. It's called the Bible. And Vince said, well, really? What is it? Because it's the Bible. And he walked out. <laughs> it's like the, the, it's like if you need to know where baby faces and heels are, here's the good book right here. You can learn all about it here. That's why it's necessary because there's there's protagonists and antagonists, right? Oh yeah, I mean you know that whispering of eat the apple, mm -hmm. eat it. It's, it's it's good for you. It's enlightening. It's going to show you things you never seen before. But God said, don't eat it. <laughs> God. Come on. <laughs> Is there really a God? Mm -hmm. Eat the apple. You're hungry. It's delicious. Yes. It's going to help you. Mm -hmm. It's going to make you better, stronger, faster, smarter. But God said, don't eat it. And Cody can tell you, Jonathan, and tell me till he's blue in the face. There's no good or no evil there's no heel there's no baby face all he wants i know better if granny said hey baby i've been cooking all day don't touch that stove it's hot i'm not gonna touch it right 
because I know that that is the truth. Cody, this, this, y'all, y'all can quote this. Cody believes that he's different. Does Cody Rhodes come out of the good guy tunnel? No. Does Cody Rhodes come out of the bad guy tunnel? No. Where does Cody come up from? The middle. Up the the portal. The elevator. Yeah. Cody is different. He views himself as different. Well, what he's saying, he believes. Sure. He wants you to like him or hate him based on the fact that he wants your judgment based off of him, not based off good and evil. And he is the only wrestler in the world that does that. I will and say people are trying. That's the argument. Yeah. People, the people say you see the sign in the crowd. Heal Cody equals money. Right. Cody's not going to do that, guys. Mm-hmm. That's not who he is. He's not the bad guy. But well, he's not he, the good guy. Yeah, but but Mark, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. He's the middle, but he, he plays the middle. That's fine for now. That's for and I'm wait. I, listen, I'm watching every week. I'm willing to see where this goes. <laughs> but you're not gonna bullshit a bullshitter, right? The idea that you walk around with shades of gray in your life does not work. You are either one person or the other. No one walks in the middle. You can. But people can see right through that. I'm just telling you as a fan from my standpoint. Because you tell me that there's this tire tropes, there's no baby face or heel, but yet you're put, you're willing to put yourself on, on fire for for my approval. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you put yourself on fire? Why would you come out to Dan Lambert? You know people don't really like Dan Lambert. Why would you put yourself in that situation? You know why? Because you want me to like you. You do care. You are a baby face. You are your father's son. Don't do that to me. Don't pretend like you're just in the middle that you're neutral. Now, again, I'm willing to wait. I will watch it. this. But, Mark, you can't do that because so you're you saying one that, thing or the other. that he's working us. Oh, no that question. That he's going he's gonna to choose to be good or bad at some point. That he, you, we're, just, we're just sitting here wasting time. We're waiting on it. Mark, I have done a moonsault off the top of a cage in Atlanta. I've set myself on fire through a, a fiery table against Idolo. I'm in a met- matchup now with Dan Lambert. I've been misted on. I was going to retire, and I was going to leave, and then I came back for you, for you, the fan. I've done everything. I'm part of this company. You know, I'm booking these buildings. I'm, I'm on TV with my wife. I'm doing everything I can, but yet you still looked at me like I'm the bad guy. I've done everything I can. But yet you still look down on me. Well, guess what? No more. And we're going to see it. What did Dan Lambert say that I told you there's a little bit of truth with all mixed amongst all the lies? You book yourself above people that have better records than you. Yep. That don't sound like something a good guy would do. <laughs> Dan Lambert pointed that out. It's the truth. Yes. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. You're talking about all the stuff of him being a good guy. Let me tell you a couple of things. 
Dan Lambert also said that you're an EVP. Yes. You have the power to go in the meeting and say, oh, of course this guy is great, but I'm Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Cody is throwing salt in the game. Where I'm from, that's not viewed on as being a good guy. Mm. When you throw salt at other people so you can do, you can flourish, that sounds like a bad guy. Mm. And I'm guess just what? saying. And guess what? The audience knows too. <laughs> the audience knows too. Uh, I thought there was a mixed reaction in Dallas, but in some of these other markets, it's straight booze. Yeah. He should have a, a hustle, loyalty, respect shirt for the amount of boost <laughs> that he gets. I mean, seriously. He should, for the amount of boost he gets, he should be in there saying, you, you can't see me. That's how many boos that he gets. Wow. You just raved the hand in front of the face, too. <laughs> I, look, I'm all for it, though. I'm not trying to fast forward through the story. I'm here for it. I'm watching every week. But you can't just tell me. about the long-term storytelling. Oh, yeah, I'm with, I'm, I'm with you. But I just know that you cannot walk through life gray. It's black or white. It's not gray. You know what I want to do? What's that? And this is based off of the Busted Open Nation. Mm-hmm. And this is based off the conversation that you and I have had today about Cody. I'm going to suggest that I interview Cody on Rampage next week and asked him why do he feel he's above good and evil? Mm -hmm. Just one question. Yeah. Why do you feel like you're above good and evil, Cody? There's good and evil in the world. And I want to hear what he says. And then I'll lay out and then I'll say, thank you, Cody. It's just a question I wanted to ask so all of us know where you come from thank you so much evp uh you go back to your private room and you know have to have the he don't have catering like us he has food in it dan lambert was not he's he's different Uh uh-huh that's right and people wonder what's good and evil you talked about all the good shit that that he does and that he says, yes. and I just gave you the opposite, just so everybody can see that he is not choosing. Mm-hmm. He is both of what people speak of. We'll see. 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893. Your turn to talk, Nation. We want to get your reaction to everything that happened on Friday and our discussion about Cody Rhodes. You're listening to Busted Open. Okay, when I be leaving, she tell me to stay. Move your hips, okay. When I be leaving, she tell me to stay. Move your hips, okay. When I be leaving, she tell me to stay. Move your hips, okay. When I be leaving, she tell me to stay. It's busted open on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 in the SXM app. With Mark Henry, Jonathan Hood with you, 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893. Hit us up on Twitter, at TheMarkHenry, at WrestlingTWT, also at Busted Open Radio. Want to get your thoughts, Nation, on some of the things that we've talked about here 
on this show. As we go to the phone lines to talk to you, LeVar is in Chicago with us on Busted Open. What's up, LeVar? Hey, hey, how's it going, gentlemen? We're good. What's going on, LeVar? Uh, it's a pleasure. First time caller, long time listener. I got a lot on my mind. First of all, it's just a pleasure to be on the phone with the world's strongest man. Uh, one of my favorite title ones was you, uh, back on SmackDown, uh, Hall of Pain, uh, just what I do. I still say that to this day, by the way. So that, that was an amazing run. Thank you for what you gave us during, during that time. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. So as far as what, what SmackDown is concerned, as far as SmackDown is concerned, um, I just want to say if I would have bought tickets to that show, I would have been upset. I was actually contemplating going because I wanted to take the family. Uh, they announced Brock and Roman for the show, and that was going to get me in, in the seat. But having only saw them for a couple minutes on that show. Oh, I'd have been mad that I spent my hard-earned money on that. Wow. Because the wrestling was okay. The wrestling was okay. You know, kudos to the, to the performers. They went out there and did their thing. I do agree with the other caller. I believe it was Angel that said that Tony and Shotzi, they left a little bit to be desired in, in the ring. Um, you know, no judgment, but they did. And, and some of the other, you know, performers, I, I did a great job. But... I would have come to see Roman and Brock. And that interaction at the end, that wouldn't have been enough for me. I would have been upset if I paid my money. I'm glad I chose to keep we that. You your, my for your money back? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I want my daddy's records. Right. And, and LeVar, you, can, you, you, you can't do that in Rosemont, you know. You can't ask for your money back nope. there. They'll take you out. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Sure can. All right, Lavar. Thank you and for the phone call. Thanks for the call. I right, appreciate your telephone. Y'all have a no, great no, again, you know. So, so this again, Sasha Banks and Tony Storm against Shotzi and Charlotte Flair. In the only thing that was a disconnect for me a little bit was Shotzi, but the match was, as Mark said, was fine. You know, Viking Raiders Chauncey. against Jinder Mahal and, and Shanky, and, Ch and yes, and Cha Chauncey. Don't forget about her; she was there too. Um, you know, it, it, it was silent. Rich Holland was over because, you know, Cesaro put him over because Rich Holland is going to be something in this company. Naomi. Naomi got one of the biggest pops of the night because that crowd's behind her. They, they're tired because I heard people in the crowd saying, oh, here comes Sonya Deville, same old shit. And then that Naomi won and there was a big pop. People want her to succeed. So I, I so yeah. I liked what I saw there. The Usos in the New Day, they're like Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express. They're so smooth, right? You love when they're wrestling together. And then, of course, the big thing with uh, with Heyman, Lesnar, and Reigns. Jonathan, can I put the brakes on you for a minute? Can we go back to that real quick with Naomi? Um, yeah. Naomi won, but it was a definitive loss for Shayna Baszler. Mm -hmm. Um. What did Shayna Baszler do to deserve to be trivialized in less than two minutes? Uh, she's not entertaining I, I, enough. I just want to know, maybe it's something that you heard or that you know that 
they couldn't have made that more impactful because I thought of like 10 ways to make that more impactful last night than to have the finish that they had won. And just the... It's a, it's, you just feel like it's a, like a, an insignificance, an unimportant uh, type of role. Uh, she's so much better than what she got last night. Naomi, you talking about or, Sh- or Shayna Baszler? Shayna. Oh, Shayna okay. Baszler well, Shayna deserves, Baszler deserves better. Well, I think because there's a I'm disconnect. You, I I'm think. A, we only got three minutes, so I, I don't know if that's enough time for me to tell you that they could have had the match and wrestled for the time that they talked. And then you have Naomi look like she's going to finish Shayna. And then you have uh, Sonya Deville jump up and make a distraction that leads to where you look like Shayna's going to win, but she gets caught up and she she gets a, a quick one and rolls out. And sells whatever Shayna was working on. Mm-hmm. But, and have it backfire that Sonya Deville uh, and Harry be able to get the walk out. But they didn't do that. And I just don't understand. Like, why would you make Shayna look bad in the process? Because you can have uh, both people go into a situation in a match and get over. Or you can have somebody just, you know, Go out there and look at the lights. Ain't they beautiful? Yeah, right. And that's what <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's uh, there's a disconnect, I think, with um, with Shayna Baszler and the the back. Like I know that she's not an entertainer; she's a wrestler, and uh, she's better than what we saw out there. And we talk about story, right? Sonya Deville against Naomi. It's going to come to a collision course at some point where you know Sonya Deville is going to stop putting people as a meat shield to protect her from Naomi. In the meantime, though, on the bright side, Naomi's getting more camera time, and she got a big pop in Chicago. People are behind her. And so it's kind of these things like, man, I can't wait for Naomi to get her hands on Sonya Deville once and for all, right? That's what you want. I like that part of it. But I understand your point. Like, why is O'Girl being, uh, you know, losing in a two-minute match? It's almost like she's a throwaway, which she's much more than that. I agree with you. She's much, she's much more important than a throwaway. I agree. O'Girl. That's another oh. one. We're gonna put that on the <laughs> on the white meat baby face. <laughs> oh girl. That's uh, that's what she is, right? I mean, oh girl. She lost, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk we'll talk more about old girl. Uh, when we come back, guys, on uh, busted open the Saturday's edition. The holiday edition. Yes. Uh, bust it open. Right around the we'll corner, we'll give, we'll give our weekly winner and more with Mark <laughs> yeah. Henry and Old Girl, Jonathan Hood with you on this edition of Busted Open. Back in a moment. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving. 
which means more options for fans. So many activities! Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? Hey, first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. This is Busted Open on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156 and the SXM app with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. I'm John the Hood in for Ryan McKinnell. Open phone lines for you, Nation, 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893. Hit us up on social as well at Busted Open Radio at V Mark Henry at Wrestling TWT. Glad that you're with us for a three-hour ride as we've been talking about SmackDown emanating from the Allstate Arena in Rosemont in suburban Chicago. Also talking about Dynamite at Rampage from uh, Dallas, Texas, and getting your reaction to some of the great action around uh, wrestling here over the last few days. And it is time indeed, Mark, for our weekly winner. This is always a, a great segment on Saturday because there's so much wrestling that's out there. Yeah, and we, and we, we changed it a little since you were on last. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started before with Ryan giving his weekly winner, and he would go through the entire week, Monday through Friday. And then I would get my shot to go Monday through Friday. But what we started doing now is we started breaking down Raw first. And we would both do Raw, and then we would go on to uh, NXT. And then we would do our Dynamite review, and then we'll do Friday as a whole. Uh, I feel like, Jonathan, letting letting you know that format was important Mm -hmm. because two months ago, or a month ago, we had a string of Raws that were damn near unwatchable but because we're wrestling fans we're gonna watch it anyway sure we're we're gluttons for punishment and over the last three weeks raw has been really good actually and i'm i'm proud of big e being a champion that i feel like is is living up even though i feel like more is desired Mm -hmm. uh i like to see him have more impact but the shows, every match that he's been involved in has been really, really good. Um, this one, this show was was exactly the same. I love seeing um, uh, Otis and Riddle uh, start the show off. And um, that finish that he used, that they call it the falling power slam, uh, world's strongest slam. Um, is very effective. Yes, it is. And I'm glad to see him use it and win with it rather than use it and you, as a high spot. Um, the best thing on the show, in my opinion, um, was Bianca Belair and Piper Niven. And if you have not listened over the last couple of weeks, uh, I refuse to call Piper Niven Dewdrop. I'm not going to do it. Dewdrop is a term that was laced in failure. The conception of it was uh, connected to failure. Um, what it was involved in uh, was unsuccessful, and I refuse to put somebody that's so good and, and uh, that I'm such a fan of connected to that. 
Um, man, what a hell of a match. I yes, mean, it was. it was, it was, it told a good story, uh, good action. Uh, the facials from Bianca not being able to lift her. And when she got caught, Piper never moved. Mm-hmm. She was a mountain. I mean, it was really, really good, man. I, I was I was proud of those ladies, uh, the way they performed. Um, Bobby Lashley, man, um, I, I've always loved Bobby's work. Sure. But Bobby is getting better. If that's possible, this late in the game, 10, 15 years, Bobby is better. Ageless. And he, he showed that in all three outings um, on that show. He, he basically ended the last hour of the show. Mm-hmm. What say you? Bobby Lashley is ageless. Uh, and the, what I was interested to see is that he was slapping hands with the fans, I think, at one point when he was coming down, which I thought was very interesting. Um, but Bobby Lashley is someone I've always respected. And for him to get through Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and then Big E, that says a lot for where Lashley is in the company and where he is in the pecking order. And I've always respected what he can able, be able to do. Bianca Belair and Dewdrop, or, or I call her Piper Niven, I saw Piper Niven... Uh, in the UK and sorry NXT UK and and the reason why I like her is because she can move around like a cruiserweight. She's an experienced wrestler. And again, to a common WWE audience, she's just a gimmick. She's not a gimmick. They don't know her. Yeah, they don't know her. And Bruce Pritchard doesn't know her because like, oh, you know, she looks like a dewdrop. She looks like you know, no, she looks like Piper Niven who can kick somebody's ass and, and yeah. powerful and and with speed. She could do all those things, but. That's what they. That's what they're doing now. Who knows if it if it will change at some point? But I really liked what I saw from Lashley. I think that stood out to me most on Raw um, in that uh, on Monday night. I really liked what I saw there. Man, um, so I mean, we're in agreement. Mm-hmm. Raw was a good show. Um, I mean, we had Queen Zelina and Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I, well, nothing to write home about. No, it was not. And my mom always said, if you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. So we're going to move right on to the next I, I, I will say, I will say, Rhea Ripley, hot as fire. And now she, she's losing against Queen Zelina. Now, it's not saying that Rhea Ripley can't lose, but she seems like she's losing her momentum. She don't have star written on her. Rhea Ripley, now all of a sudden now she's just mid. Don't like that. Don't like that. Man, for, a company, was... for, for a company bereft of baby faces, you going to do that to, to Rhea Ripley? Go ahead. And she was rolling. I mean, everybody, every week, everybody knew that Rhea Ripley was going to come out. Great entrance. Um, she was standing toe-to-toe with Charlotte Flair. And That's right. Anybody else that would look her in the face or look up at her to her face. And now she's, you know, delegated to going to the ring with an almost superhero. But uh, nonetheless, like I said, my mama told me to be good. Uh, I'm going to try my best. Uh, NXT, man, uh, what did you think about the the, the no-holes-bar match uh, with Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson? 
I like that match. Um, well, first of all, I'm a Cameron Grimes fan. That's that's number one. Me too. So so 2.0, 1.0, 0.0, I like Cameron Grimes, whatever they want to call the show. That guy is a talent and probably should be a main roster guy for them at some point. I like that matchup because uh, Cameron Grimes, um, you never get tired of watching him because he's perpetual motion in the ring, right? And babyface or heel, he is someone to watch. So I like him. Um, and I and obviously going to the main, I'm a Braun Breaker fan. I can't find someone who's not right. The guy is destined for greatness. If, I, if I'm WWE, I, see, I somehow slip him into the Royal Rumble. If I'm the WWE, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I'm a big Cameron Grimes fan. The Ryan and I, we talk about him so much on the show that we feel like he is the uh, one true element left over from the way that uh, NXT used to be that um, that we still look forward to every week that, you know, NXT has kind of become almost an afterthought in the week of pro wrestling when it was always, you know, up, you know, all the way through the pandemic as we knew it in 2020, uh, NXT was always in top two, maybe top three at the if, if Raw or SmackDown really super shined, getting close to a pay-per-view or whatever. But NXT was and, and AEW were ruling the world. And now it's, it's a shame uh, where it's fallen. Hey, uh, there were several that, matches hold on, that, well, that was, I didn't even know who they were. Well, that's that's your company. You that, I mean, Your company squashed NXT. I mean, it, it, it made NXT reset itself. But you go yeah. head-to-head and you have... You know, a, a lot of great fans that are going to AEW shows, great talent and great action in the ring. They, the NXT had to do a reset. And I look at some of these people and I'm just like, who are these people, right? And, the, and there's a lot of experiment. And I can understand it's experiment time, but I will tell you, at this point in time, based on this roster, I would not go across the street to see an NXT show. No. I, I, I I mean, all, uh, and nothing against the kids. It's nothing against the talent. It's just that you light NXT's label in there. Well, you light on story, too. Kevin. Yeah, you light on the story, but you're throwing people in there that people don't know who they are. You're not building the people up enough to tell us who they are. Can you can you go through a week or two of, hey, this this is this is who uh, Ivy Nile is. You know, we, we got Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, we, we, we've got we got an education on him. Mm-hmm. The Grizzle Young Veterans they have a long standing uh, time of. For us to know who they are, Jacket Time—they're new, but but they've they've done a lot with Jacket Time for you to know who they are. I mean, but it's still Jacket Time. And I'm, not gonna, I'm, just, I'm not going to judge. It's the, it's, the Breaker, drop, it's, it's the dew drop of names, Jacket Time. It's the dew drop of names. I mean, and you got Braun Breaker, who you know he's he's, he's a future guy in that company, um, and and Roger Strong. Uh, had to carry him in there and it just it was what it was um as a show i still just like last week with ryan i i I feel like it's it's ryan said can we just not even talk about nxt anymore (laughs) i said no we have to talk about it come on we can't do that we're not gonna we're not gonna discard them um but moving right along is the best thing that we could do. 
and we get the AEW Dynamite. And what we saw this week with the first match, hour long, mm -hmm. Brian Danielson, Hangman Adam Page. <sighs> we talked about it the first, um, for uh, the, the second hour of the show. Mm -hmm. Probably as long as we talked about anything today. It was, it deserved a spot of the week in its entirety, all on its own. Yep. AEW Dynamite stands alone, um, and I'm not foreshadowing who I'm picking, but I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. Damn, man. Yes. I mean, you had you had Wardlow defeat Matt Seidel. You had uh, Sheeta and Serena D with a great match. Yes, it was. And rarely do you have a show that MJF is on with a match with somebody as as athletic as Dante Martin, which I really enjoyed the match. Right. And it's second to something. Yeah. And any other, any other second? Yeah, any other dynamite show, that's your main event and the best match on the card. Yes. And, and, so, and maybe the best show of the week. Yeah. Well, best likely. match of the week. Yeah. Uh Dante Martin, wherever he goes, is over. Uh, I told you before the show, I went to Warrior Wrestling in suburban Chicago in Tinley Park. It, uh, Warrior Wrestling is, is an upcoming Midwestern uh indie that brings in a lot of stars. And Dante Martin was one of those guys. He got a standing ovation. Is he even 21 yet, Mark? He ain't 21 no. yet, is he? He came by a beer, man. Man, I, I, I just... He can't you rent can, a car. He crowd, can't rent a car. He can't rent a car yet. <laughs> He's 20 and over. And, and, and over. I mean, and so people, of course, watch that AEW TV and whoever he goes in the independence to try to get work. He's in Warrior Wrestling. He gets a standing ovation. People are rooting for, for, for Dante Martin, which says a lot. And then this match with MJF, it was a clash of styles. Because MJF's style can work in the 60s, it can work in the 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way to where we are yeah. right now. It ain't high-flying. It's a lot of walking and talking. It is, it is also Matt-based, and it's also a lot of strategy, which I really like. And Dante Martin is a high-flyer. So it was a little bit of a clash. But not to the point where it ruined the matchup at all. So I really like what I saw from the, the Dynamite Diamond Ring matchup with MJF against Dante Martin. Yeah, man, it was, it was unbelievable. You had uh, the likes of Ricky Starks being involved, and yes, and, and the list goes on. But man, we get the impact, and man, you talk about a star-studded show. Man, you had Josh Alexander on the show. Yes, and you got Willie Mack and Rich Swan and Doc Gallows. You you get Chris Bay, Trey Miguel, mm -hmm. uh, Laredo Kid, Tennille Dashwood, Jesse McKay, like man, like I mean this, they they've acquired enough talent now to have sh quality shows, quality programming, and I think that going forward, when the stories start to uh, really sink in, that we're gonna we're gonna really. Um, enjoy what's going on at Impact.
saw the main event of Dashwood and McKay, I thought they did really well. I just was just curious to see how Jesse McKay would wrestle outside of WWE, and so I liked what I saw there from there. Now from Impact, from their standpoint, is about awareness. They have talent, yeah. they got veteran talent. Now it's about awareness. It's, it's can't be those four walls that know about Impact. A lot of people got to know that Impact is a player. And, 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 and a lot of that is not the, the, the talent, it's the business, it's the company, uh, them putting themselves out there to where everybody can see them better. And you don't want them to become um, ROH uh, part two. That's correct. Um, and then we, we get to we get to the end of the week, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we may we may have to, you know, kind of gloss through. Uh, but like I said, SmackDown was great to an, to an extent. Mm-hmm. And it pushed all the way to what happened last. And that was it all being about Roman Reigns. Yes. It all being about Paul Heyman and the culmination of that uh, feud. The rest of the, the rest of the show uh, is as good as it was. Um, you know, I, I have to, you know, let everything else pass by and you get straight to that. Um, we saw the Wu-Tang concert. Um <laughs> <laughs> with Rampage, the, with the eight-man tag in the beginning and the ten-man tag at the end. Well, <laughs> listen. They broke the record for the most people ever put in a one-hour show. Listen, if you want to shoot with the audience, the reason why you got an eight-man tag and a ten-man tag is because that hour Broadway with Danielson and, and Paige, they took up all the time, so that, that's why you had to jam all those guys in, old-school Survivor Series style, yeah. eight-man and a ten-man. Ten but I, I like the, both of those, the bookends, because there's a lot of action. In the middle, I got a chance to get Ty Conti and Penelope Ford. I think that match did a lot for Penelope Ford, showing that she could do some submissions against a submission specialist in Ty Conti. And we so, got Dan Lambert. And Dan Lambert talking. That's good enough for me. So, well, Jonathan, I don't, I don't think that let's come back. All right. And then we, we, we laid it all out and let's come back. Well, let's give it a let's give it a hot second and, and, and we'll let everybody know who our weekly winner is when we come back. Unbusted open. All right, we back Saturday morning with the Wu Tang Clan. I love it. I love it. Little little Method Man, you know. Yeah, thirty of them. It's thirty of them on the stage, and that's what happened on Rampage. We had the Wu Tang Wrestling. Lord. Alliance, uh, eight man tag at the start that started off. Fifty people in the ring with Dan Lambert. Yes, and the only match that was traditional was Ty Conte. Uh, the submission match. Yeah, and then we ended with the entire family of Wu Tang, ten uh, man <laughs> tag. So it was it was pretty damn cool though because of how fluid it, it ended up working out uh with all of those guys but the whole point of this 
was we had to come up with a weekly winner. And my weekly winner, let me see, mm, all the things that happened in wrestling, it had to be Dynamite. Wednesday stole, you know, I'm a, I'm a AEW shield. You are? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a shield. That's what everybody says. Mark is going to pick it. Listen, guys, Wednesday won again mm -hmm. because Wednesday was the best show. That's correct. One hour long match on television for free that lived up and was probably the best thing that we've seen on TV in probably two or three months. How about that? Working with Mark Henry on Busted Open, always a pleasure to work with the world's strongest man, courtesy of Sirius XM Fight Nation. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and yours. And don't forget to check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on YouTube, youtube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday and, of course, our podcast. Just tell people for a Christmas gift, for a holiday gift, that Jonathan Hood Talks Wrestling, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. And don't forget about our merchandise. You go to my bio on my Instagram or on my Twitter and right there you can check out the newest, dopest, coolest, TWT merchandise. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and your family. Thanks so much for supporting all year long. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday.